In the final podcast of the week, I spoke with freelance copywriter Wendy Moorcroft. Wendy is, as she calls it, a woman with an opinion, and her opinion was vital for us to explore. After our chat, Wendy mentioned that she had actually made an error in her maths and asked if we could edit it out. Instead, I've decided to highlight the point that Wendy was making, which was regarding rape statistics in SA versus India. First of all, there is no better rape statistic. Rape should not exist, and one raped person is a person too much. That said, the stat that needed correcting was that there are not 700% more rapes per capita in South Africa compared to India. But the true number is 6,900%. Let that sink in while we hear from Wendy Mockroft. All right. Um, so in this week, we have heard from Sivangesi and we've heard from uh, Munya. And finally, we are hearing from Wendy Moorcroft. Wendy, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Brett. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. And you? <laughs> very well, very well. Um, Wendy, um, last week uh, was a particularly um, traumatic week um, uh, as far as gender-based violence was concerned. And I say last week... Uh, under advisement, obviously, because just because it was in the media last week doesn't mean that it was yeah. only last week. Yeah. Um, but it certainly brought to light um, uh, heinous behavior by um, men in this country. Yeah. And um, I wanted to speak to you about men are trash in particular, because it's such a divisive um, term. And um, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the divisiveness of it because I understand um, how I feel about it. And uh, for me, it works really well. Um, but obviously there are loud voices, uh, from all sides of, uh, from all sides. And I want to do, speak to you, like what's, um, who you are, first of all, and, uh, how men are trash, um, uh, evolves for you. Okay. Who I am, um, I am a freelance copywriter. I've been in the ad industry for a long time. Uh, I did a bit of lecturing at, uh, the Red and Yellow College. Um, but at the moment I'm a freelancer in the ad industry and I also noticed the, well, we all did, the, you know, what's been happening in the last week. Mm. Um, and I just need to say up front that um, I'm a white middle-class woman with all the privilege that goes with that. I went to a good school. I was driven there and back home in a car every day by my mom, who was able to be at home with us all the time to look after us. I do not have the same experiences as millions of South African girls and women in poorer communities who live in such danger and are so unsafe in their communities every day. But yeah. I have experienced, you know, my own um, things that many women experience, like sexual harassment and assault and discrimination and misogyny. And um, I think it was uh, really interesting that you brought up that uh, your, your privilege because it's something that we perhaps don't, uh, we're not cognizant of, that there are moments in our, in our day when we are exposed to people and moments that we're not. And the more wealthy you are, um, or the, the whiter you are, the, mm. the less, the less uh, you're exposed. So uh, traditionally people of color are poorer, so they're uh, commuting uh, or they're walking or they're biking or they're on the bus, on the minibus. And these are many, many incidences all throughout your day, long periods of time throughout your day where you're in close contact with people that, yeah. that, that, that perhaps you wouldn't or other um, wealthier people either. Yeah, I mean, I drive myself to work, I drive myself home almost to my front door. I do not have to walk through the dark get off a taxi late at night, walk through the dark yeah. in, 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 in areas that are dangerous. I mean, even for me, when I'm walking uh, in, in neighborhoods like this, and I'm a big guy with a beard and muscles and tattoos, and I try to walk with a bit of a strut, and uh, I'm, I'm petrified a lot of the time. Yeah, look, it's, it's scary for everyone, but I reckon uh, girls and women in, in, in townships and on the Cape Flats have it, have it really bad. 
All right, so let's get into men are trash. What does men are trash mean to you? Well, I think it's a symbolic <laughs> statement, okay? It's, and, and a lot of people don't understand that it's symbolic. And I actually never use it because it tends to derail debates and conversations about gender-related topics. But I totally understand why people do. So I'm quoting Kaylee Leverton, who's an ex-student of mine, and, and she says to guys, maybe it hurts you when people say things like men are trash because while you know that you aren't a rapist, you also know uh, that you have said or behaved in some questionable ways in the past and it's time for that hurt to be refocused into change. Your past can be your past if you change your future. If you listen and hear and open your mind, if you accept the things that you have done or haven't done that have been toxic or have hurt people either actively or passively, only you can change that behavior and help the men around you to change yours. So um, looking at it in another context, uh, a friend of mine, Gordon Ray, who's an advertising creative director, also referred to the snake, the snake metaphor. Some snakes bite, others don't. Some snakes are poisonous, others aren't. Some snakes can kill, us in, can kill you in seconds. Others you can keep as pets. I honestly can't tell the difference. So to be safe, I think of all of them as danger. And he added the hashtag, men are trash. And then I added this. I, I, I posted a photograph on his timeline of an abused dog, one of those poor dogs that look like they've been starved and, and treated really badly. And I said, if I added the hashtag, humans are shit, uh, I wonder how many angry, outraged people would reply, how dare you? I don't do that. I'm never cruel to animals. And I'm even a vegan. Mm. I actually don't think there'd be much outrage. No, no. L lots of people would absolutely 100% agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'd all just admit to ourselves that, yes, humans can be pretty cruel. And uh, we'd accept the statement without taking it personally or literally. And I think people are taking it personally. That, uh, guys are taking it personally. Uh, e even women are, are taking it personally. They, that even women are coming back with a not-all-men um, uh, response. Yeah, uh, it happens on a daily basis. I speak with many yeah. people um, in, in kind of in, in good conversations, not like argumentative yes, conversations. Yes. And you know, you try to always keep the conversation at a specific level so that yeah. we all we can all get our point across because we all have valid points. But it's, it always surprises me when I come across women who who also uh, find the men are trash yeah. idea difficult to hear. Yeah, and it's I think it's symbolic in the same way fees must fall was symbolic. It's a short powerful hashtag not all fees had to fall yeah. yeah fees for poorer students who can't afford a, a, a tertiary education must fall but that's not a great that's hashtag that's not a really good hashtag <laughs> fees must fall except for uh, wealthy students whose affluent parents can afford to uh, pay for the universe also not a very good hashtag <laughs> so understand that it's symbolic yeah yeah men are trash but not all men are trash also doesn't work very well yeah yeah um, I wanted to ask you, uh, gender-based violence, we've been talking about gender-based violence for um, since the dawn of time. Uh, and it seems like in South Africa, we've always been speaking about it. Um, why, did, why does it seem like there's an increase in, in gender-based violence in South Africa? You know, I don't, I haven't actually seen the stats. And I was listening to the radio literally half an hour ago and, and um, uh, John Mathan on, I think it was John Mathan on Cape Talk was saying, Actually, there, isn't, uh, there hasn't necessarily been a, a spike in the violence. There's been a spike in the reporting of it in the last mm. week. But maybe over the last 
couple of years, there has there has been an, in an increase. I don't know. But there is a lot of it. We are an appalling country for gender-based violence. And there are a lot of reasons. I mean, the economy is awful. Unemployment is high. Morale is low. Alcohol and drug cons- consumption are a huge problem in South Africa. And, you know, when men feel shame and humiliation and frustration, I think that often comes out as anger. And they take that anger out on those physically weaker than them. And that is often the women and kids in their lives or women they don't even know. Yes, apartheid definitely brutalized a lot of people. And they, in turn, brutalized their own children. And those children are now brutalizing another generation. But we need to stop that cycle. There's an absence of fathers or father figures. So gang culture thrives, especially in the Western Cape. There's been... There have been greater levels of equality in the last two decades, especially, and I don't think all men like this. Um, To give you an example, uh, this was quite a while back when I worked on the ANC election ad campaign in 1999. Um, I sat in focus groups of uh, black men who were ANC supporters, and they said they appreciated the ANC for bringing about racial equality. But one of the guys said... But this female equality and women's women's rights nonsense, that we don't need any of that rubbish. Hmm. And the other guys agreed with him. So a lot of men had to be dragged, kicking and screaming into the idea of gender equality. But in spite of the fact that right from the beginning of our first democracy, Nelson Mandela always spoke of a non-racist, non-sexist society. Those two... Those two, uh, th- those two things always went, went together. He never said non-racist without saying non-sexist. Um, but it seems that many men resent women for the bit of equality that they've gained. Hmm. Maybe they feel emasculated. Maybe they feel their power over women is what makes them men. Um, and that is what toxic masculinity is. It's believing that having and exerting power over women makes you more of a man. And this, uh, the, those power struggles that um, South Africa seemed to create and then ferment, uh, ferment and now we are living in the, the result of uh, one of the other people we spoke to is here, Simbongam Tembu, was like, we, we are sick men created by sick society. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so interesting to, to look at the world, well, the, the country that we live in and, and how, to, how do we speak to people who... Um, and I know, I know that this is not a class a class thing, but most of the country is poor, so most mm. of the the violence is mm. in poor areas, um, and with less education. And these are people who can't feed themselves and haven't been educated. And now we're telling them, uh, not that they're bad people, mm. but like you should not be hitting hitting your wife. And like, mm. I, dude, I'm I'm on my way to work for the 18th hour of the day, and now you're lecturing me. Mm. Uh, or the, you know, I, I often equate it with um, a person who litters, like you see a homeless person littering, and you're like, oh, what's he littering for? And you're like, oh my God, that guy is literally living on the street. Yeah. And, and now we're coming for him. Yeah. Um, and of course, like that doesn't preclude the fact that that is a wrong thing to do. It's just such a difficult way of how do we converse with people? Um, how, you know, we, we can't have, um, you know, rich white people like ourselves going off into the townships and saying, now guys, you should yes. not be hitting your wives. So who are, t- who are, who are, is telling these guys that they shouldn't be doing this? And, and why should we even have to tell is a whole other story, but how do we stop this? So you mean, what can men do? What can men do? Well, as <laughs> I've seen a couple of the... I was outside Parliament the other day with thousands of other people, and a lot of the posters said, well, some of them said, evil flourishes when good men do nothing. And we know that um, that's quite a well-known 
saying. And unfortunately, millions of men who regard themselves as good are doing nothing or very little. And they need to start doing something. And hmm. there are a lot of men in these, in, in, in these disadvantaged communities who are the good men. Hmm. There are still a lot of good men there. And these guys need to educate each other. The so-called good men need to tell their badly behaved friends and relatives that abuse of women is not acceptable, even if the things they even even the things they regard as harm, harmless, like catcalling in the street is not okay, making sexist jokes about women is not okay, even if there are no women to hear the joke, or comment, or the um, you know or the locker room talk, that's not okay. Groping is not okay, and these so-called good men need to stop being silent while the men around them engage in this kind of behavior because this is rape culture and it breeds a culture of tolerance and bad behavior that it opens the door to other behavior that leads often leads to rape physical and sexual abuse and, and femicide so there's got to be zero tolerance make catcalling a crime i think make it a crime mm. arrest guys last week at, uh, in australia a man was arrested and charged with the crime uh, for taking photographs of a woman's skirt, um, he's 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 going to he's appeared in court. That's um, uh, the the thing about um, uh, about speaking out. <coughs> excuse me. Um, and it came to light for me a number of years ago with with, and I want to say fifteen years ago with with racism where. Um, I realized that as a, a, a white person, as especially as a white male, it was my duty to stand up to other white people for saying racist things and or uh, and racist things on the scale, you know, like we're a mm. little bit racist, extremely mm. racist, but like you just shut it all down. Everything mm. needs to be spoken about. And um, there are uh, people from a, a website called the 11th Principle. They're a South African uh, organization. It's 11thprincipleconsent.org. And... Um, you were speaking about um, speaking up and, you know, uh, rape jokes and whatever people are sharing and that the, that, that culture starts right there mm-hmm. um, and that we need to start speaking up far, far, far sooner against, mm-hmm. against people who are, who are saying or doing terrible things. Um, so I want to read just a few of the, the, the pyramids um, uh, levels. Oh, so we're culture. looking. I'll I'll, yes, I'll put this yes, bigger yes. so you can see it, and then I'll yeah, put it on yeah. the website when. Uh, it starts with the small things. So it starts with the small things. So for our listeners, we're looking at the bottom of the pyramid where it has um, sexist attitudes, uh, rape jokes, unwanted non-sexual touch, mm-hmm. um, locker room banter, and then we're going up to unsolic- unsolicited nude pics. We're talking about dick pics, guys. Why are you sending those unsolicited? Um, we're going up. Them. To revenge porn, we go up to victim blaming, we go up to molestation and drugging and then rape. And uh, it seems like none of these, uh, the things at the bottom, so let's talk about locker room banter, a couple of guys just talking some rubbish about a woman. Um, That is part, that's on the path, that is on the path to rape. And these are the things that we need to be speaking about sooner. Yeah. Um, uh, Men must have zero, zero tolerance amongst themselves. Uh. I think they must talk amongst themselves and talk to women and then, and listen to women as well. Stop deflecting. The other day I asked a guy, asked a man if he had ever talked about gender-based violence and the big issues to his friends. And he said, no. And I said, why not? And he said, uh, but what about other issues? Like, what about AIDS? Um, and then, well, I could have explained to him that the, you know, infection rates have plummeted and thanks to activism, um, you know, free ARVs have been, you know, rolled out. So, And then he said... 
well, it doesn't actually affect me or any woman in my life. And I asked him if he honestly believes that his mother, his sisters, his nieces, his female friends and relatives, if he really believes that not one of them have ever been abused, sexually assaulted, raped, or subjected to sexism and trashy behavior from men. So I said, you know, it actually does affect you. You just don't know it because they haven't spoken to you about it. And then when we spoke about rape, he said, yeah, but do you know how bad it is in India, hey? That's just because it's bad in India doesn't mean that it's okay here. <laughs> so that was his response. And so pointing to India to shift the focus away from South African men. And that's what kids do. You scold a child for doing something naughty and he points to his brother and he said, yeah, but he did something naughty too. It's such a weird deflection that like, that, um, yeah, but they're bad. They're worse than us. It's, why, why does somebody else being worse, even if that is, uh, like, that's false mm -hmm. uh, with regards to India, mm -hmm. that why does, why does he feel the need to defend mm -hmm. people over here who are doing bad things? Yeah. I don't understand that defense of men and defense of South African men. Yeah, I think it's uncomfortable with, um, uh, you know, addressing something that, um, yeah, it's just the discomfort with that. And I think what he didn't know is South Africa has about 70 times more rapes in, than India per capita. That's seven hundred percent we are 700 percent worse than india just let that sink in so i think guys must stop squirming out of uncomfortable situations mm. Mm. Uh, and, and they are uncomfortable they're legitimately uncomfortable i, yeah, I, I can speak to, uh, speak for myself you know we don't, we're not saying that this is easy um this is uh, a, a new uh, social dynamic that that uh, is going to have to be worked on but a change of social dynamic is uh, yeah. the smallest thing you can possibly do when yeah. uh, considering the, the results of, uh, of not standing up and of not speaking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tr that's, that, that's tragic. The, um, toxic masculinity is also to blame. That's oh, yeah. part of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is toxic masculinity? You, I hear a lot about it. It's masculinity that promotes harmful stereotypes of men. And it harms men as well as women. It dictates that boys can't cry, that men should and must dominate women, that men should earn more than women, um, that the only real man is a heterosexual man, that gay men are inferior, that uh, physical aggression and violence are okay, especially for men, that boys will be boys. Their bad behavior is okay. Um, it, it, it tells us that, uh, that, that men must suppress their emotions and that women are inferior for expressing their emotions. It's called toxic because it poisons the psyche. It results in depression and stress and substance abuse uh, among a lot of men. So a man, for example, who in this weak economy, say he's been retrenched while his wife is still earning, is made to feel shame or he feels shame. Yeah, he, he, he's chosen to feel shame. He's chosen to yeah. because the world has told him that he's not a man. Him. Yeah, you're not a man if you're not earning and earning more. So he feels the shame and say he starts drinking heavily or doing drugs because... He has to hide his emotions. You can't hide your emotions. It's got to go somewhere. So he starts drinking. And often in men, shame becomes rage, which is then turned on women and children. Ironically, men are supposed to suppress their emotions and yet rage, that's an emotion. Anger is an emotion. And men say women are too emotional. But it's an emotion that we have been allowed to use, yes, right? We've yes. allowed to have rage because then we can fight in wars and yes. we can uh, yeah. protect our young yeah. and... All nonsense like that, but uh, it doesn't need to come out the least provocation. Yeah. And there are other emotions that are equally valuable. Yes, but you're not allowed to show. No. Or express.
No, that's absolutely true. I, I, I feel it myself, you know. Yeah. I was raised by very kind, loving parents who looked after me very nicely. But uh, I know for certain that I've, I've got lots of things that I need to work through. I mean, yeah. not, not even not even regarding um, women, just myself, yeah. just like yeah. how do I speak to myself? Um, my internal voice being mean and aggressive and shitty and cruel even. Hard on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the least, the least provocation. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking with my friends, I know that if, I, if, I have, if I'm sad, like I don't really tell them. Mm. I don't think I do. It, it takes a while for me to get that out. Yeah. And I know that my girlfriends are all... Hey man, I'm having a bad day. Can we have a little chat with you about it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And and when I do succumb to the need to speak about my emotions, I feel infinitely better, staggering amounts better. Just to get that weight off my chest. And yet we've told we're not allowed to do it. You give yourself permission to do it. Have you know? I mean, you notice how. How affectionate women are allowed to be with each other. Yeah, we hug each yeah, other when we yeah. see each other. Guys hug each other, but it's always followed by a, 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 a firm slap on the back. Like, mm-hmm. I like you, but we're still okay. Ah, I'm slapping you on the back now just to show that this is not too, um, you know, gentle. Yeah. This I, physical contact. I, I love my my men friends, and uh, I, I, I know. I battle to touch them. I don't want to touch them. <laughs> I touch yeah. my girlfriends, but yeah. not my guy friends. And yeah. It's nonsense. I know it's nonsense. Yes. I can feel it's nonsense. But I also know that even if I want to do cross that gentle boundary, uh, you know, just like yeah. sitting next to my buddy and I reach up and hold his hand, that will not – it won't yeah. fly. Even amongst the most uh, illuminated men, I also, they will immediately be sh- shocked by that. Um, because we haven't had a discussion about it. Yes. Like we need to have to discuss it. Listen, man, I'm like trying to step across some boundaries and be a little bit yeah. more open and, yeah. you know, like being more affectionate with my male friends. And then it would be fine. Yeah. But we'd have to have a conversation about yes, it. It's insane. Permission. Yeah. Well, <laughs> consent is important. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yes, yes. Um, I think we also need to stop defining the word man as something noble. Um, I've got a big problem with people who say... You know, the guy that raped that kid, he's not a man. He's not a man. He's not a real man. Oh, he's not a real man. Mm. Now, the word man just means an adult male. It does not mean noble, good, caring, brave, kind. It means none of those things. Just a hairy guy over 18 Mm. or some not hairy guys over 18. (laughs) That's it. That's all it means. We We need to stop imbuing the word man with positive qualities. It's neutral, just like woman. It's just a neutral word. It's a noun, not an adjective. So we need to stop separating man from the actions of, of men as well. But you notice notice how when a woman does something despicable, no one says, oh, she's not a woman. She's not a real woman. We say, what a despicable woman or what an evil woman mm. or what a nasty woman. Um, yeah, so... Well, I've never thought about that, actually. What does the government need to do? You know, I'm hearing a lot of talk about... Um, uh, wanting to bring back the death penalty and um, and harsher sentences, harsher sentences. I would agree with death penalty. I find difficult to 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 think about, but that's my own personal uh, opinion on it. What is what do you think the government should be doing about? Look, they're not going to take the, the the death penalty is not going to be reintroduced. We saw uh, how unfairly you know the the unfair results of the death penalty in the apartheid um, era. It, it, and we it, see it around the world constantly. Yes, yes. It, it, it has not pro- had not been proven to be a deterrent. I think there should definitely be harsher penalties for perpetrators. The government should, should do what it, what um, Cyril Ramaphosa said they were going to do last week. Um, what did he say? Uh, well, 
longer sentences for uh, life without parole, no bail um, for ra arrested rapists, uh, more more funding going to to um, the care um, of rape uh, survivors. Um, Okay, so there's a, a long yeah, there was list, a list of, of promises that were made. Mm. Um, I, I think we need education programs for boys. This needs to be a school subject. And I mean, what do we do? How do we do it? Um, it must be part of life orientation. Uh, we need to we need to um, teach boys how to treat girls and women, and we need to treat teach girls how to be assertive, bolder, and not to tolerate. Um, even the slightest sexist behavior from boys and men. And we're not talking about opening doors or flowers. That's that petty stuff. Do it, don't do it, whatever. Most women don't mind. We don't need flowers or doors being open. We just need you to stop the sexual abuse, assault, rape, and murder. That would be cool. The bar's really low. It's not a big ask. Yeah, don't rape is not hard. It's not a big ask. Sure, it's <laughs> no. not hard. But how do you teach boys not to do that and not to become the guys that do that? Because, you know, that... They, they, they literally need basic lessons in this, which they're not getting at home. A lot of them because they don't have father figures and um, they're not listening to their moms after, once they're teenagers. They need lessons in what toxic, toxic masculinity is and what rape culture is. They need to be taught why it's wrong and, and, and why to reject it. Starting from the basics, like you don't touch any girl in any way she hasn't given you permission to. Hands off. Don't speak to girls using insulting words. Slut, bitch, ho, whatever. D don't speak to your guy friends about girls using those insulting words. Just because no girl can hear you doesn't make it okay. So boys need lessons, um, those kind of lessons. Um, they need to be taught that sexism is as bad as racism because they're taught that. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and that it's leading to behavior that's ripping, open our, ripping our society apart. They need to learn the everyday behavior that they think is not so bad, and it's leading, you know, it, 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 it's leading to, to the, the rape and femicide. Um, they need to learn, um, you know, that, 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 that that's at the root of the problem. The not so bad behavior is at the root of the problem. Yeah, that's like, the locker room banter. You know, like, yeah, the cat calling, sharing mm. rape gifts. Do they do that? Apparently they do. They're WhatsApp, WhatsApp groups where guys share rape um, gifts and videos and sexist jokes and rape jokes. They need to learn why shaming a girl for the way she dresses is wrong, why the size and shape of her body is none of your business and you have no right to comment on it or shame her for it, why it is also wrong to remain silent and say nothing when your male friends do any of the above. So who teaches the boys these lessons? That's a great question. I'd love to know. Okay. <laughs> so I've got a plan. You've got a plan. <laughs> okay. I think we should. I think schools should invite successful guys, whether they are soccer players or CEOs or musicians or artists, doctors or lawyers. These men must come and preach and teach, making it quite clear that sexism and misogyny is not okay. They can tell stories from their own perspective and from their own lives. Anything that gets the point across. So, for example, uh. You know, you can have a man who says, tells his story and he says, my dad abused my mom and my grandfather abused my grandmother, but I decided, forget it. I am not continuing the family tradition. So here's how you treat women, guys. Do you think, do you think um, people listen? 
I think they will listen to men that they respect. Um, and I think if if it's if it's um, you know it needs to be said uh, loudly and it needs to be said often. Yeah. By by men in their community, it it will all help. It, it it's it's you know. Well, we're told how to be a real man, so to speak, on a, a daily basis. Now we need to be told how to be a good man. Yeah, yeah, and they need to be uh, re-educated about uh, about masculinity. What defines masculinity? Um, but I think they should also. Um, but because boys need to res- learn to respect the thinking and opinions of women, and respect women generally, some of these speakers must be women. They must hear women's voices and. Uh, Part of the problem is that they only listen to men and they're listening to the wrong men. These women can talk about maybe Me Too experiences, show the boys the result of rape culture by making them listen to the survivors. Um, there should also be women's in position, women in positions of leadership, I think. The kind of you know boss women who will tell the boys, I hire people, I hire men, and I hire and promote only men who respect women. My corporate culture will not tolerate sexism and misogyny. There are a lot of women like me out there now. So trust me, your career will progress faster and you'll do better in your job if you're the kind of men we respect. <laughs> I, I think that might help. I think that will definitely help. Yeah. I think more than anything, uh, appealing to a person's economical needs will certainly adjust their behavior. Yeah. And I think there should be a wide variety of women speaking to these boys as well. That sounds yeah. like a nice time to, like, what, age 16 to 20, like at universities as well, because universities are prime locations for extremely bad behavior from, from men. Yes. And uh, that's a time when they're thinking about money as well and mm, their careers and mm, the future. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a desperate mind. A university is a desperate mind, mm. desperate for approval, for knowledge, for mm. money. For acceptance. They're becoming physically and, you know, they're becoming men and they want to prove that they're men and yeah, it's yeah. a very crucial age. Yeah. Look, it's look, they're all crucial it's ages. All crucial ages, yeah. but it, 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 uh, a boy goes into a completely different environment when he leaves the structure of school and then goes to university or college. And that's when he really needs great role models. Mm, mm. So bottom line, boys need, to need actual lessons at school level starting from grade one. They like as often as possible every week in how not to be sexist, misogynistic uh, boys. Yeah. How to be basic, decent human beings. It's funny. I I, need, I needed to be taught that as well. Not that I don't think that I was any sort of bad boy, but um, my mother sat me down one day and she gave me a full oh. description of. Uh, she actually um, she gave me her English workbook and um, at the back of the book she was like, read the back of the book. And the back of the book was. Um, she had written in the back about how she was hiding at the bottom of the garden again because daddy was hitting mommy again. And um, you're, I'm getting shivers sure. just thinking about that now. Oh, I, I, come from, I come from powerful women. Yeah. And um, she looked at me and I was probably about 10 and she was angry. She was really angry and I was like, whoa, like my mom's angry with me and why is she angry with me? I didn't do anything. But I could tell exactly where that anger was coming from and it was such a profound lesson for me. Um, but it was, 
but I don't know if I would have needed the lesson, but I got the lesson. Yes. And that was so interesting for me to hear. Yeah. And, and to this day, well, it's 30 years later, and it still echoes true for me in, in my mind when I hear my mom and I think about how women need to be treated, mm. or people need to be treated, mm-hmm. rather. Yeah, everyone. Um, one of the things that um, uh, got our attention was your Facebook post um, about the, the Springboks. Yes. Um, and I was wondering if you could uh, elaborate a little bit on, on that. Oh, yes. Well, I might be very unpopular for saying this, but I posted it on Facebook. I was I was very angry, and I saw that the Rugby World Cup was coming up. And um, the gist of my Facebook post was, why must I support a team that represents a country that treats women so badly? The Springboks are supposed to represent me. I'm a South African. They are on that field representing me, and yet they have not yet made a team statement in support of the campaign against gender-based violence. I know they're in Japan frantically getting ready for, for their, their, their first opening opening game. And yes, Makazole Mapimpi made a gesture at the test match um, uh, on this last weekend, the other day when he scored. He had his name on his wrist. Well done to him. But apart from that, there's been silence from the box and from Bafana Bafana. And you know what? These guys have such influence over, over the men, over millions of men in South Africa. And I really feel I think they should be speaking out. And until they do, I, d- I, d- I don't want to support them. Um, and on a general level, sport is so important to men in this country and boys. You know what would be great? <laughs> Every time a woman or a child is raped and or murdered, um, a sports fixture is cancelled in that city or province. Or, I don't know, maybe, maybe that would enrage been so much that the killings would increase. Um, sport is, is, is something that's very important to men, but they seem to be more upset by losing a match than by the, the statistics that we're currently looking at. Um, so, And they're actually also more upset by the hashtag men are trash than by the fact that their fellow men are raping more women and kids and babies more often than any other country on planet Earth. We're the number one country for rape. By many, many, many times, 700 times more than India, 20 times more than, I think, Brazil or Argentina. Men express more grief at losing a rugby or soccer match than at these stats. Um, we win the Rape World Cup, guys. That's, not, that's nothing to yeah. be proud of. Yeah. Um, the, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when I think about sports and its, uh, its profound effect on South Africans, um, I'm often reminded of the 1992 Cricket World Cup. Or was it 91? I don't know. Um, I think it was 92, actually. And um, it was at the same time that the referendum about apartheid was happening. And the I don't know if it was the ICC back then, but the ICC said, okay, cool, South Africa, you can compete, um, but let's make it very clear that if you vote to keep apartheid, we are sending your team back. And um, I remember it so clearly that um, the the pages were just full of sports. And we, we had only just, the Olympics had just happened and we had just been allowed back into the sporting uh, sporting fraternity. And I remember sticking up posters of cricketers every day and the referendum was having happening at the same time. Yeah. And there was a big, a big poster the next day saying it's no, as in no more apartheid. And so we could stay in the World Cup. Do you think that influenced but, the vote? Uh, 100%. I, I believe it entirely. Um, I, was, um, I was a sports person who was kept out of um, sporting competitions because of apartheid. 
And I remember at the time being very upset about it. And I see, um, but in hindsight, I'm very glad that um, that we were boycotted for, for our sports and our arts. And I personally, I think that boycotting the sports and the arts are one of the yeah. most beneficial ways of getting something done because yeah. people are seriously, seriously affected by it. And yes, the sportsmen get affected. Yes, the artists get affected. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Springboks should be out there celebrating themselves, but they have nothing to celebrate because they represent a country. Mm. It's very uh, with, with appalling behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it, it truly is their time to step up. It's their time to step up and, and say something. Well, there, there was that saying in the 70s and 80s, no abnormal sport in an abnormal society and we had an abnormal society and mm. the opponents of a segregated apartheid sport that 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 was their their slogan no abnormal sport in an abnormal society and today we find ourselves again in an abnormal society yeah. so so um yeah Maybe and the sport representing those abnormal societies yeah. before we uh, before we end um what do we say to the on the fences um, about not all men uh, about men are trash. The people like it's not all men, you know the people who are uh, men and women like good good people, mm. people who stand up against uh, abuse and and uh, men that are trash. Those those people that say okay. not all men. How do we speak to? An, I, I don't mean convince, but how do we get them to understand where not uh, where men are trash comes from? Mm. Okay, so. You often get a response, but not all men. And I would say, okay, all right, how about this? I say, let's play Russian roulette with this gun. And you say, no. And I say, why not? And you say, because there's a bullet in one of the chambers. And I say, well, yes, but not all chambers. Only one. Five of them are empty. Go on, pull the trigger. Not all. You see how meaningless it becomes. The yeah. threat is still there. Um, so we also should say to them, no one is saying you personally are an abuser or a rapist, but all men have at some stage turned a blind eye to sexist behavior of other men. And I'd say most men are still turning a blind eye. If you see a man catcalling a woman on the street, do you say, hey, stop that? Uh, you know, If your friend makes a, se- a sexist comment, you say, dude, that's not funny. If you call out your if you call out your friends for racist remarks, why are you not doing it for sexist comments and behavior? So yes, actually all men are or have been complicit in some way. Um, so yeah, it only it 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 it's um, it only takes a minority of men for women for women to feel afraid and to live in fear. Um, I. Uh, I I read a, a comment by a guy on Twitter who said, uh, regarding the not all men um, response, if you're upset at being lumped in with rapists and abusers and attackers just because of your gender, maybe you should take it up with the guys who gave us a bad name instead of the women who have to be on guard 24-7 because of them. Well... Wendy, I think that's a pretty good place to end it. Thank you so much for coming in here and um, and giving up yourself. I really appreciate it, and I hope our listeners do too. Thanks for listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs>